could rewrite history I used to dream that each mistake could be erased Then I could just pretend I never knew the me back then I used to pray that you would take this shame away Hide all the evidence of who That keeps me on my knees And even though I'm free Heal the wound, believe a scar A reminder of how merciful you are I am broken, torn apart I have not lived a life that boasts of anything And I don't take pride in what I bring But I'll build an altar with the rubble that you found me in And every stone will sing you can redeem, heal the wound, believe a scar, a reminder of how merciful you are, I am broken, torn apart, take the pieces of this heart and heal the wound.
Good morning. Thank you, Taylor, for that beautiful song. Thank God for those scars, amen? What a wonderful God we have. <clears throat> I've titled today's message, God has a plan for you, and that's a promise. With God, you can never separate his plans from his promises. That's one thing I really love about the word of God. I can't even begin to count the many times uh, something's going on in my life and I open the word of God and sooner rather than later, there comes a promise. Isn't it a wonderful thing when we find those? how it lifts us up, how it uh, gives us joy, gives us peace. We have a wonderful God, and he's given us a mighty book to take care of us. Amen. Promises are interesting things. With God, they're always wonderful, in his intent, and in his, in his completion, and they're always guaranteed 100%. You find or you're given a promise from God on something, it will happen. Guaranteed. However, not so with the rest of us all the time. Who here besides me has ever given a promise and it didn't get fulfilled? All right. Thank you for those who wanted to but didn't. I know everybody can relate to that. And we do. We, there are times when, when we, uh, we, we don't fulfill our promises. Um, I can't help but think that in Washington, D.C., around time to vote, when people are running for office, there is just a multitude. There's an ocean of promises, aren't there? Okay? But amazingly, a lot of times, those are not fulfilled. But from God, they always are. Let's take a moment and pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the privilege to be here. For as always, you have promised us, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst, and we are rejoicing knowing you are here this morning, Lord Jesus. I would just ask that you help me now and give me your words. Let my words be your words, my thoughts, your thoughts, and touch and change our lives today for your honor and your glory. And we pray if there's anybody here who has not done, who has not turned who has not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, we would pray today is the first day of the rest of a wonderful life with you. And we pray all these things now in Jesus' name, amen. Our text this morning is a familiar one to most, if not all. It's a wonderful one. It's one of my favorite promises from the Word of God. Um, most 
uh, Christian bookstores are just loaded with plaques and little placards with this. I was given one of this scripture when I first went to work years ago for Safeway. It was my first time ever working in an office. It was my first time with an office job. And I was a little terrified. And I can't remember who, but someone gave me that. And it sat always on my desk. And when things got extra challenging, I always remembered to look at it. It is so encouraging. That nothing is out of God's realm. He is a sovereign God. He is always with us wherever we go, whatever we do. And he tells us here, as he told the Israelis as they went off in bondage to Babylon, he gave these words to Jeremiah to give them that upon their return, if they would turn back to him, this is what he would give them. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. I'm telling you, that just blesses me every time I read it. It really does. His, his promises, they're like anchors to a ship in a storm. Um, they're, they are a comfort. They are an encourager. They can empower us at times. For I know the plans I have for you. If you are a born-again believer, God, before the foundation of this world, had a plan for each and every one of us. Hard sometimes to gather that, but it's no less the truth, because he is God. He is not a man. Jesus Christ is a man and God, different from us. The moment we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord, the plan started for each of us. What he wanted to do, what he wanted to accomplish, what he wanted to use in our lives. It's a blessed promise to be his child, to live a life that's pleasing to him. But remember, without Christ, there is no promise. There is no plan. If Jesus Christ had not gone to Calvary, this, ver this verse would be meaningless. But he did go to Calvary. He did give his life for us. So it's a wonderful promise. It is a plan he has for us. And he has a purpose for us in these plans. We need to be willing, though, to let him have his way with our life and to um, 
keep our eyes fixed on him as we live this life. That we trust him. That we look to him. That we listen to him as he talks to us in prayer and through, through his word. If we choose at any time, those of us who are redeemed, those who are not, those who may have made a profession in Jesus Christ at one time in their life, but they are truly not born again, there is no plan. This cannot take place. But for us who have been redeemed, guaranteed each one, God has a plan for their life. But that plan is conditional. His plan is only going to work as we let him. God has no use for rebellious, stiff-necked people. Hence the exodus to Babylon. They lost everything because they chose to rebel against him. But even then, because they were his people, just like we're his people, he always has a promise out there. When you come back, if, but it's, con it's conditional. He can only do that for us if we're willing. But he can't fulfill his promises if we try and take control of our life. And one thing about his plans, they're always for our welfare, not for calamity, ever. This is what he does for us. Calamity happens, excuse me, calamity takes place when we veer away from Jesus Christ. There is someone there who's always willing and always ready as we become maybe embittered or, or uh, something doesn't go right and we're disappointed. There's always someone to set up a pity party for us. And that's the devil. When we want to get stiff-necked, it's happened to me uh, from time to time, when you hear somebody support you when you're dead wrong, it's not God. It's never God. It's the devil. And he rejoices when we get in calamity. That just makes his day. Because a child of God, who is, is his sworn enemy, has been taken out of the way will no longer hinder whatever the devil wants to do in other people's lives. People's lives, people that we know, when they find out that we're a Christian, they're watching us. And he loves when we make mistakes. We can never let our trials, we can never let our difficulties grip us so that we lose our relationship with him. If you're truly born again, you will never lose your salvation. That's steadfast. That's for sure. But you can lose your relationship with him as the Holy Spirit becomes quenched and grieved 
in our life. And if we're used to walking with Jesus, you know, I know, when we sin. Because things get cold, things get uncomfortable, the peace, the joy, until the moment we turn to him and say, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. Please forgive me. In the words of David, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and help me to be willing. That's then things are restored. He's happy. We're happy. The life we're living, if we're trusting in him and surrender to him, it's good. Is it free from trials? Is it free from difficulties? No, we have those. But he's there with us as we go through them. He's there to encourage us. He's there to strengthen us. And all we have to do, I love that verse, fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And, it, and we get through it. But that's his plan. That's his plan. And it's a great one. Our biggest enemy in that plan continuing is the person we see in the morning in the mirror. Not the devil. We always have to make the first move with the devil. But once we sin, he's there to help us. But it's us. But Jesus Christ is there to help us, to sustain us when we let him have his way. But if we resist him, guaranteed calamity will take place. Sooner or later, calamity will enter our lives when we're not right with him. Isaiah 25.1 says this, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks for your name. For you have worked wonders. Plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. That's our God. That's our God. That's the kind of life we can live when we let him have his way with it. To give us a future and a hope, that's what our God wants to do. Give us a wonderful future and a hope. You ever notice when you're not right with God, you're never into the hope thing. The hope is sort of not there as well as the joy, as well as the peace. But the minute we become right with him, the minute we give our lives back to him, correct things, so to speak, you can taste the hope. Well, that's right. We don't know if it's in three minutes from now, or three years, or exactly when, but the trumpet will sound. 
I hope, my hope is I get, and I don't like rides in the fair, okay? I don't like rides in Disneyland. They go all over the place. But that's one ride I want to take. That's one rush that I'll accept. Because then it opens the door to everything he's promised us. But we have to hold on to that. In the, in the worst of times, we have to hold on to that. In the best of times, we have to make that keep us humble and contrite before our God. It is so wonderful to have a future and a hope in our life. You see, we may not always realize this, but when we're right with God and when we're walking with God and we're enjoying him, it becomes so obvious to those who don't know him. Because there's a whole lot of miserable people out there that are in pain and difficulties and all kinds of situations and anger and bitterness and all that. And we come in there. I remember when I worked at Safeway, there's something I used to say that I think provoked half of the employees, but because everybody says, oh, I love Fridays. First thing when I went into Safeway every morning in the office and said, hello, I love Mondays. I love Tuesdays. I love Wednesdays. And I love Thursdays. Okay? They'll think you're wacko, maybe. But sooner or later, people ask you, how can you possibly be happy with a Monday? Because I have a hope. Because I have a future. Beyond today. Amen. Romans 5.5 5 puts it this way. Hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. You see, we're never alone. Even in the harshest and the darkest of times, the Spirit of God is in us. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control never leave us. They can become quenched they can, as we grieve the Spirit of God. But they never leave us as believers. But they're always there to help and fortify us. Here's a quote I love when I found it about promises from God. God makes a promise. Faith believes it. Hope anticipates it. And patience quietly awaits it. That's why hope is such a special word. It really is. It isn't just the promise God gives us, but what it gives us and the guarantee we have through it. That's why the promises are so special. Not just that they're a promise, but what that promise is, what that is he gives us. And we know when it's a promise from God 
It's a guarantee. I find something that Jude said at the end of his book very, very inspirational for today and where we'll end up. Jude 1, 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless, with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty and dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Eyes bowed. <laughs> Excuse me. Heads bowed. Eyes closed. Let's pray. Lord, we know that all the redeemed will see the end of their plan when we enter heaven. But we also know that only those that are obedient will enjoy the full plan that you have for them. Help us, Lord, to always let you have your way with our lives and realize how much you want to bless us, how much you want to equip us, how much you want to sustain us through the good and the bad and bless us. We are so grateful that you do so much. And we thank you for the song this morning, Lord. God will take care of you. You really do, Lord Jesus. Help us to always let you have your way with our lives. We pray all these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.